0: and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyelter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Hello! It feels like it is a Wednesday because it is only six days since our last show, but I've been told by many reliable and unreliable sources that it actually is, in fact, Thursday.
0: It is indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Zilius.
1: It is good to see you, sir, four days before Christmas.
0: Yes, that's... Well, actually, yeah, well, yeah, technically, yeah.
1: I mean, usually we're kind of done celebrating like the stuff by now. I'll grant you that's true. Um, and many families actually do the stuff on Christmas Eve night is not an uncommon practice. Yes, depending on your things. Yes,
0: I know in my household there will be some gifts that are open on Christmas Eve, and then some uh, Christmas morning, and then Christmas brunch time.
1: Nice. And I know for those of us who work in the real world, it's kind of an awkward day because the 25th actually falls on a Monday. Yes. And so, like, a lot of us have technically lost, like, what would have been a normal holiday work day because they like, ha, ah, you can go back to Tuesday, work on Tuesday, because it's the 26th.
0: Yes. Well, thankfully, I work for a uh, a public institution, and it, it's declared that this entire next week I am up, off. Nice. Without having to take any additional days.
1: So – that is beautiful,
0: sir. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, The Thursday Hangouts, the live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. And at any time during the show, if you have any topics, questions, comments, concerns that you would like to add to the show, please do so by dropping it into the chat uh, w- on whatever platform you're on. It all goes into the wonderful chat window. And, of course, if, it, if we can, we will add it to the show. If we do run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So... Uh, Without further ado, let's jump into it. And the first thing is a little bit of uh, news, update, as it were. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, something that uh, I personally, uh, for Alter Confusion, have been doing over the past couple of years is uh, attend a specific convention that happens in the month of January. Well, it just dawned on me that we are now December 21st, and um, uh, January is very, very close. Uh, so ladies, and gentlemen, alter confusion will be at Chattacon up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Chattacon runs from January 12th to the 14th. Uh, I do not know if we're doing a panel or if we're, if I'm, uh, helping with panels, plural. Uh, all I do know is that I will be in attendance for said convention.
1: Nice. Yes.
0: Uh, that is of course over the MLK weekend. Ooh. Uh, uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Chattanooga is a lovely city, and Chattacon is by far the best buddy convention, now that Andocon is gone, that money can buy, um, because literally everyone hangs out together. You could be the guest of honor, all the way to your, this is the first time you've ever been to uh, Chattacon, and you will be hanging out with everybody, so um. It, of course, is happening at the Doubletree Hilton in downtown Chattanooga. Nice. I will be getting up there Thursday evening just so that uh, I can make sure that I am in place. And um, uh, and just in case I have any last-minute needs, like there's some electronics that I forgot or whatever, I could just run to the Best Buy that's a couple exits down the, the way and not have to miss any of the convention.
1: I'm sure that's never happened to you before.
0: That happened to me last year when I found out that the um, the Chromebook does not like to directly attach itself uh, to the brand new uh, camcorder that we got last year. Ah, and yes. so we had to get an SD card reader, uh, a USB SD card reader, so that we could actually unload videos off of there. Because also we we were taking videos at very, very high quality which reminds me, I still need to mess around with that because as some of you may have noticed, some of the interviews that we did at MomoCon last year have never been published. And the reason behind that is that the videos somehow got eaten, I guess. It's really weird. Like the, 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 the files did not go correctly. Um, and so I've got to dabble around with that a little bit. Um, and see if I can fix that so that, uh, this Chattacon, if I do any interviews and of course this coming Momocon, if I do any interviews, we could do a much better job than we did, uh, last year.
1: That sounds pretty reasonable.
0: Yes. So anyways, Chattacon.
1: there Thursday and you come back Monday.
0: Uh, no, I'll be there Thursday and come back Sunday. Nice. Yes. So if anybody's interested, go to uh chat, I'm going to put it in the chat, but, uh, it is Chattacon.org. Uh, you can find out all the, oh man. It's saying that I'm not signed in. Okay, great. Well, it's chaticon.org. It's Zelius At it you, cute. Thank you. Zelius. Uh, anyways. Uh oh, also another bit of housekeeping. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested, I know that we are it's gonna be too late to get this for Christmas, but ladies and gentlemen, there are some phenomenal Ultra Confusion items that you could buy um for you or your loved ones. Um, I believe it's ultraconfusion.tv slash merch. I believe is the URL, uh, we have a hat, we have a sticker and we now have two other items, uh, oh available. God. Yes. Uh, one, my son, my son designed, I'm going to give you a wild guess, which one that is, um, it is, let's see if Zelius got it correct. Uh, I was guessing the sandals. Yes, it is the sandals. My, nice. my son was in charge of the sandals and I of course made the, um, notebook, the notebook. Anyway. Now
1: so. you have a new doodle, a new doodle book.
0: Exactly. So uh, if you're looking for some Alter Confusion merch, uh, head over to ultraconfusiontv slash merch, and you can check out what we have there. Uh, so are
1: you rocking the sandals at this very moment? Uh, no, we
0: just put those sandals up uh, two days ago. So I do not have the sandals yet.
1: I'm surprised you didn't like a drive to their headquarters and be like, Give
0: me the I need them now.
1: I need to drive with them back.
0: Yes. Anyway, so, okay. So let's actually get into...
1: You need to, like, custom ordering because you have such large
0: feet. That's that's the other thing. I'm not exactly sure. Now, I have some sad news to report if it's talking about custom Wait. orders.
1: It's a serious question. What size shoe do you actually wear?
0: Uh, Depends, but usually a 13.
1: The largest they have is a 12 and a half.
0: That's what I figured. So I may <laughs> not be able to sport them. My son might be the one who's sporting them. Nice. Yes, yes, indubitably. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, um. Oh, that's interesting. One second here. I've got a. Ch- there we go. I fixed Zelius's picture. It was bothering me. There was like this weird letterboxing going on, and now I've fixed it. Um. Thanks, man. I feel like there's something else that <laughs> I need to do some housekeeping on, but I can't remember. So we're just we're gonna go into some of the stories uh, that has happened this past week ish. I think there's one story that would that might have come out the day that we did or. Last Thursday, I can't remember. The first one, let's get into the really crazy stuff and then we'll kind of back off. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, I know that we've been talking a lot about this wonderful thing or this terrible thing, depending on where you stand, called AI. AI, of course, is short for artificial intelligence. And of course, it has made its way completely into the gaming uh, workspace, as well as most workspaces. now there's been a ton of stuff having to come out about uh what what constitutes uh AI submissions, uh how much of your work can be AI. Um you know we've 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 uh local Atlanta businesses dealing with AI generated uh voice acting. Uh of course you've got the AI generated art, uh AI generated writing, and now In the country of China, we have the first AI generated science fiction novel to win a an award.
1: Was it the AI category?
0: No, it was um it was an award for let's see here popular science and science fiction competition. The entire story.
1: I should start writing AI driven books in Chinese.
0: Apparently, you should create AI novels and then submit it to Chinese competitions, is what I'm 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 assuming is happening.
1: So basically we just throw a bunch of like random young adult and young fiction uh, sci-fi books, randomly thrown Game of Thrones, just to give it a little bit of a spin, boom, you get the perfect book. Bingo.
0: Got it all, man. Uh, basically, okay. So here's the deal. This, what this, this whole story kind of s- stems from is that um, in three hours, a professor from a Beijing-based university's School of Journalism Communication Department was able to, thanks to AI, generate a um, a novel or or a story called "The Land of Machine Memories." uh which let's see here i'm trying to see uh, the draft of over 40,000 characters generated based on 66 prompts uh and it won an award
1: nice now well, he
0: did th- this gen- this this professor did this on purpose uh simply because he wanted to see if judges we're going to be able to tell the difference between AI generated and non AI generated, or, or, or I guess organically generated content.
1: I would wager to guess the overwhelming majority of people would not be able to tell the difference between an AI generated book and a human generated book.
0: Be totally honest with you as well. I, pro- I personally probably could not tell the difference. Unless, of course, I was in one of my severe OCD moments where I noticed that some words just don't quite ring the right way, or perhaps the writing is like too flawless. Because um, I've read a ton, a ton of books uh, in my day, and I know that there are some amazing books that have typos in them. And if there is a flawless Story, I may wonder if there was some additional assistance.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't think. And if like you gave books to people and we're like, is this AI or human created? And you're like, one of these five is AI. Mm -hmm. I bet 20% 20 of it is guessed incorrectly.
0: I bet that out of those entries, actually all but one were AI generated just to to mess with people just
1: so like, because they don't know. Like, yeah, people wouldn't be able to differentiate between yeah. what is AI and human, especially if you have books of like different reading levels. Like people wouldn't know. Like you just wouldn't. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's the age and day we're in. Yep.
0: So AI yet again.
1: Now, Speaking
0: of science fiction, let's go into a story uh, that is kind of baffling to me. I, I mean I underst- I, don't, I don't understand this. Apparently in the um, let's see here in many prisons uh, across the United States, there is a censorship uh, when it comes to fantasy and science fiction. It apparently, a lot of prisons ban inmates from being able to read fantasy and science fiction novels, and to that
1: I don't understand. I mean, you would think yeah, if people in prison because they did presumably bad things, wouldn't you want to do like everything possible to like keep them engaged in something non-destructive and dangerous, which I guess it's probably the premise is the Puritans think that, like, oh, no, they're going to read about sci-fi and fantasy. and It's going to create wizards and witches because there are people out there who actually believe that because they're crazy. Um, but, like, I would think you'd want your inmate reading. I'll put it that way. Um, unless it's, like, Mein Kampf or...
0: Um, you could read that, but you can't read The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. <laughs>
1: Come on, man, that's C.S. Lewis. You should be able to read that.
0: Right. No, okay, so, but here, here's here's the thing. So what you're trying to tell me is that the, the, the prison system would rather individuals try to physically escape from prison instead of allowing them to escape into their own mind, into a world that was created by, uh,
1: a, a, hopefully, a talented author. Sounds like a next plot for Prison Break. <laughs> exactly. And the next series of Prison Break, the instead of having the um, maze tattooed on his body, and it's going to be smuggled in page by page. Into Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, actually, you're right. Harry Potter is actually a wizard who has the map to escape from Alcatraz.
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I- the, the the novel Harry Potter is being smuggled in page by page. But it has the map to escape. So oh, yeah, of course. It's got the Marauder's map as well. Oh, or, that's or, or, actually what the Marauder's map is. Yes. Mm. Little did we know. Okay, but seriously. They're like, playing the
1: long con.
0: Like, but I don't, like, I really don't understand why. I mean, I, I understand, like, you know, how-to books on how to create weapons out of household items or yeah
1: i sure remember like what is the one um what's that band that was like really it got a lot of notoriety in the 90s that like actually had to create bombs
0: yeah it was, it was basically yeah it was um what was i'm having a total brain fart on the title oh uh, hold
1: on i'm gonna that's what i was trying to think of like that makes sense to band okay i get that um but like if it's just a regular fiction the anarchist book... cookbook yes thank you anarchist cookbook yep Okay, I could get behind banning that. But if it's just a book to let people escape and like not cause bad things to happen, oh for it. Shouldn't be that complicated. Shouldn't. But let's just make people's lives who are already miserable even more miserable because yeah, that's gonna solve all our problems.
0: Yes, that's that's gonna make it that's gonna give everybody the warm fuzzies and 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 definitely make them well-readjusted uh, individuals.
1: Actually, you know what? Given the books might actually increase their intelligence and we can't have smart criminals on the streets. Oh, absolutely. Therefore, we should just ban all books in prisons so they're as dumb as possible because they can't read.
0: Yes. Then they'll have to resort to, if every if anyone out there has ever seen the, the wonderful movie V for Vendetta, they mm. write their life story on a piece of toilet paper and keep it rolled up in the in a hole in the wall. ah, but was it really a
1: prison inmate? Was it really what happened?
0: The story was actually a prison inmate, but it wasn't actually a prison inmate who gave it to natalie Portman's character.
1: Just yeah
0: there's but layers was upon that, layers was there that made
1: up too. How, how are we supposed to believe that actually happened or was he just embellishing? Yes. I yes. mean, if you already lied once. I might not not believe they didn't lie again, just to convince her. I'm just hmm. saying. Interesting. That is a great movie, by the way. If you yes, if, if you have not seen it out there, V for V for Vendetta, fantastic movie.
0: The graphic novel is a little bit more over the top, but still a phenomenal. Both both of them are
1: phenomenal. So, yeah, it was really good. And kind of. Movies like that also give me a little bit of like the heebie-jeebies because you watch it and you're like, well, shit, there goes our future, because like you can that see could, it happen. This shit could happen, yeah. Yeah, what? like very easily. It's like, wow, this is real. Like this is exactly what would happen. Yep. I'm makes not sense. gonna.
0: I, I, you know, I, I, I shy away from politics, especially on the Alter Confusion Thursday Hangout, but I will admit that I did. Um, uh, do some uh, some creative uh, uh, reworking of uh, a still from V for Vendetta with a uh, a, 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 a past president of the United States.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say exactly who, but you know. Anyways,
1: okay. Maybe I should go in the store. You could sell prints of it, signed. Okay. Speaking of
0: <coughs> messing around with intellectual property and science fiction, let's talk about the fact that um, both Amazon and the Tolkien Estate have, thankfully, won a copyright lawsuit over a copycat book. Uh, apparently, there is a gen- there is uh, yes a gentleman out there. Who has published a book called *The Fellowship of the King*, which he claims is a sequel to *The Lord of the Rings*? Okay, first of all, um, you could say it's a spiritual—you know, like, you can kind of whisper it's a spiritual successor or sequel to *The Lord of the Rings*. You can't come out and say it's a uh, a sequel it's a to direct the direct sequel, exactly, because uh, last time I checked, um. Polychron is not the last name of the the individual who wrote Lord of the Rings. I believe his name is Tolkien. Um, and so, basically, not only did this individual go, um, basically, what what started all this was he went after Amazon for the uh, was it what's the show uh, the the Rings, oh, the, Rings. Show, the Rings of Power TV show Rings of Power saying that uh, Amazon stole ideas from his book. Um of course, once again. Wait, the,
1: so not only did he basically rip off Lord of the Rings, he then tried suing Amazon, Amazon for stealing for ideas for his, from his idea? su-
0: for for his sequel to Lord of the Rings, once again called The Fellowship of the King. Um and so Amazon and Tolkien Estate both took this guy to court, and I'm happy to report that the that Amazon and Tolkien Token Estate um one and uh actually to make it even you know even sweeter uh the the state that this lawsuit was filed in was California and the judge summarily dismissed the lawsuit with prejudice and uh not only did this gentleman lose his suit but and this is this makes me really really happy Um, As a result, the Tolkien estate countersued the author for infringing on their copyright of The Lord of the Rings, uh, and the U.S. District Judge found in favor of the estate, uh, which then granted them a permanent injunction, uh, which (laughs) then prevents this individual, Polychron, from copying, distributing, selling, performing, displaying or otherwise exploiting his book or its sequel, which apparently is about to come out or was going to come out called the two trees. The author was also ordered to destroy all physical and electronic copies of these works.
1: It's kind of like we've talked about a couple of times in the show with like most fantasy books could almost be seen as a sequel to Lord of the Rings because they have orcs and elves, which did not exist before Lord of the Rings. Yes. But they're also not like, hey, this elf is a direct descendant of Elrond. Like, they're not actually direct sequels. It's like, yes, they're borrowing things, but, like, that's culturally acceptable. But when you start actually using, like, the verbiage of this is a direct sequel to Lord of the Rings that's probably not gonna end well see yeah and not only do you claim that then you'll try suing them for it like you've poked the bear
0: Here, here's, here's here's a fun little fact
1: I even if you think
0: you're in the right um if you're going up against an existing work uh which I oh, lords lord of the rings i just want to make sure that i get the is ah, yes. uh the publication date was 1954
1: back in the day
0: uh, so it's been around for just a couple years and uh yeah i would keep my mouth shut on this one now you know if it was a case of uh, we uh, we've talked about this uh in the past there are many 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 cases of Uh, the big guy basically trying to squash the little guy because, um, they, they can, uh, we, uh, we have a friend who, uh, unfortunately lost, uh, their lawsuit simply because the, the bigger company kept filing for an extension, which of course continued basically spread makes you have to pay law fee, a lawyer fees longer and, as the smaller person with having a much shallower wallet, you're going to have to cave into the demands of the, the big nasty. This is not that case. This is someone being stupid and thinking that they could pull a fast one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not probably well planned out Here, here. Here's,
0: here's the thing. There are tons, tons of sequels to Lord of the Rings. Uh, out there, um, unofficial sequels to Lord of the Rings—they're uh, called fan fiction. And uh, if they—if an author wants to actually publish said fan fiction, they change it enough where they can claim it as their own. They don't go on to say that it is the the um uh, what call it uh, the. Uh, s- sequel uh, or follow-up novel to something that's very well established back in 1954. Uh has put in the chat Twilight. Twilight. Twilight uh of course was I believe the author's name is Stephanie Myers. Um, I there uh she had a very successful run with uh Glittery Vampires and Werewolves and the Love of uh a girl named Bella, I believe. And um she made lots and lots of money there was an individual who wrote a very passionate fanfic based in the universe of twilight and when it was obvious that she had a hit on her hands she changed the subject matter from where was vampires to down matrix and that is the uh, 50 shades of gray um and ta-da! See, that's how you do
1: it. Neither of which I've actually seen.
0: Uh I have never seen any of the fifty shades. Uh I grew up in a household with two sisters, so I have seen and also I have a thing for uh Anna Kendrick. So I have seen at least one, maybe two of the Twilights, I think.
1: Maybe I don't, I'm not sure.
0: I've never read them though.
1: Not gonna lie, when it was there was like a week, it felt like when they're on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like, it was a very short span, and like, oh, I'm going to watch these eventually. And before I had a chance to watch them, they're already off. I'm yes. like, well, that was quick. So, I don't know why they were on there for, like, what literally seemed a week. So, apparently, I missed my window. Yeah, um, apparently. But I'm okay with cheesy vampire fiction. I mean, hell, I watched all of Vampire Diaries and uh the originals. Yes, yeah. So, So, but anyways,
0: uh, if, if you want to make a spiritual successor and I'm, I'm, I keep saying spiritual successor because that's the route you want to go, make it a spiritual successor, but change enough of it that it's not, you know, the Baggins family's next
1: descendant. I mean, hell, even look at video games, like every video game derives something else from another video game. I mean, you could be like, it's a spiritual successor to GoldenEye. It's a spiritual successor to, like, you know, Warcraft, like all these different games. But, like, they're not calling it that. They're like, oh, it's from that genre or, you know, other things. It's like, you can't be a, a direct derivative of that. Or if it is, you still call it something else and try to get away with it. See, the thing
0: is, you allow your fans to say it's a spiritual successor. You may, yeah. you may <clears throat> whisper into a couple of people's ears as a spiritual successor, but you never outright say that. And you definitely don't go after the IP holder. I mean, that's got to be the dumbest thing you could do.
1: Yeah, that it's one of those things where, like, who knows if they never went after them and may have slid under the radar for all we know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's just, it's like hitting a hornet's nest before sundown. Just a bad idea. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's talk about bad ideas. And, Wait, there's more bad ideas. Well, let's talk about a bad idea, or I guess something that that they thought that individuals could get away with, and it turned out to backfire in their face. We talked about this uh, last show, and that, of course, is the game called The Day Before, which was supposed to be a zombie m- zombie MMO, but of course was absolute. Pfft. And the company has since. Uh, been uh, closed, and the game, I think, has been pulled from Steam, uh, with the exception of uh, if you have a Steam key, you still have the ability to potentially download this game. Now, something, of course, happens uh, when this level of controversy occurs, and that is individuals' Uh, who have Steam keys that they never actually uh, activated are now selling them or auctioning them off. Some of them are going for $200 or more. So that individuals can have a rare copy of this absolute piece of crap game because sometimes shitty games actually hold value
1: in the end. But doesn't that... Really, only work with physical games, at least in as we currently know it. You would think.
0: You I would mean, think is that, phys- be, be, that, that
1: is, way it, way- is this is this gonna be the new Sawicki?
0: Okay, so Sawicki was never bad, though. Okay, the thing is, look, the the the. The, the downside to physical copies of games is that sometimes a game does not take off fast enough and that gets pulled from the shelves. And then it turns out that, Holy shit, this game was a masterpiece. And so there's ve- the, there it's very rare for publishers to push that game back out. Uh, case of points. So we we'll it too. uh, but in another, ca- another, uh, example, uh, a, in a, I think it was a DS game. I think that's when it first came out was the Game Boy DS. Um, that, of course, was uh, Puzzle Quest. The original Puzzle Quest was only on shelves for about a week. No one picked it up, so they, basic- the publisher pulled all of it, or maybe it was the—I don't know exactly what happened, but basically all of the copies were sent back to the publisher, and then all of a sudden the game caught fire, and the publisher had to pay their own on their own dime to push all those games back into the stores. Now, the funny thing, or I guess the, the-, the fact of the matter is— the popularity was going so nuts that they knew they were going to make back their money. And now, of course, there's been sequel upon sequel upon sequel of Puzzle Quest. Although I think the original Puzzle Quest is still the best. The second one was absolute horseshit. But that's just...
1: Me. I love me some... Pu- well, I know... Actually, I don't really care about puzzles. But I know Charlie loves him some puzzles.
0: Well, it's, it's a Match 3 game that had an RPG element to it. So that really just screamed my name.
1: Yeah. Max, do you still play Match 3 games?
0: Uh, on my phone on occasion when I get the, when I get the itch. Nice. But anyways, um, there are, like I said, there are secondhand steam keys for the day before that are being sold between 200, 215 and $485 for the steam keys. Now, the question that I have is, is this like,
1: Tom, well, stupid. Yes. Well, no, it, it's
0: absolutely stupid because like it's, it's digital, it's digital property. Okay, And we, we know for a fact that digital, um, currency, digital property, digital rights, uh, to yeah. a piece of software can disappear in a heartbeat. So, yes, right now it could sell for $485, which, of course, um, you know, if, In if order, you've got it's
1: like a Steam version of
0: an NFT. Yes, exactly. If you have a, an unused key, sell that shit right now. Oh, to some I would sell sucker. right now
1: if I, if I had one. I'd be like, Carl, I got to go. Give me five minutes and I'll be back.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just make a little bit of money. But don't hold on to that shit because. You don't not know how much longer appreciate. that's going to be on. You don't know where that game's being hosted.
1: No, like digit, like physical goods, I understand holding on to those. No yep. I'm you appreciate. Um, but Hello. digital just seems Funko like pops. a bad idea.
0: Physical goods, Funko Pops, still in the box, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the LPs I have, which, ladies and gentlemen, for those that may not be old enough, LPs are records. There's these circular vinyl things that play music on these specific, these special players called turntables. Anyways, no, I, I just, I, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those, this is this game's 15 minutes of fame. So if you've got an unused key, sell it now, get your money and then laugh your ass off when all of this bottoms out in about probably another 15, 30 days because because what might be happening is that it might just be hell it might be on the steam servers until the end of the month and then yeah, once january sure 1 hits it's gone
1: what good like 15 minutes of fame regarding a digital key is going to do like and i would say and the
0: thing is it's not doing any good for the developer of this game it's only for the individual who at the time, felt really stupid for accidentally buying this game, but now looks like, you know, a genius because now they get to turn around and, and sell this
1: worthless piece of crap. We even look at the history of, like, cryptocurrency and NFTs. Yeah. You always hit a peak, and yep. then there's going to be a collapse. And granted, crypto is actually still worth money. Um, not as much as it was, but you still got some Bitcoins are good, but, like, the NFTs fell the hell out because people very quickly realized, like, what's the point of an nft I still don't understand the point of nft I think I'm a pretty smart technology person but I still don't understand what the hell point one is
0: yeah I, I, I don't know either apparently there are uh a handful of streamers out there uh that are still streaming uh the day before and uh yeah. they they have um audiences in the dozens who will it's that direct quote in the dozens that will sit around and watch this terrible game. Um, I just I was just looking on. Uh, basically, uh, I was looking for more information about you know how long it's going to stick around. And as of right now, um, when the company closed, when the they announced their closure, uh, they said the servers will remain operational for an undisclosed period. So technically. December 31st could be the last day this bad boy is. I mean, really, it's like they've rented yeah. space for a specific amount of time. Once that spa- once the the rent is due, the company's no longer there, done not get paid, everything gets shut down. So, ta-da?
1: Yeah. So this person's playing the day before right now. They have 14 viewers. Uh-huh. I mean... I still feel like it's a very weird situation how it got shit on so much. And that it just looked like a number survival game from what I saw. Versus like it's causing developers shut down. But remember what happened like when what was it? SimCity four came out. Oh um
0: no, I think they just they they made it just SimCity again. They reset the what number.
1: You, remember how terribly that was received? Yeah. But because, like, that was received much worse than this game. And that was like a gold release, right? So right. it's... But what's like, SimCity Sim had
0: a name behind it, though.
1: But like, this is such a mob mentality type of thing. We where, live in a mob t-
0: mentality uh, society, though.
1: But, like, I don't know. I it, it does kind of leave a bad taste in my mouth that this is the literally entire point of early access is to put out a game and guess what? Like, if you don't like it, don't buy it. It's not that complicated. I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't like how it all turned out personally. That's just me. I feel like it was very much a lob. It was like a mob thing going on where it's like a couple people – and let's be honest, most of the people who reviewed it and shot on it have never played the game. Like, I guarantee if you look at, like, if they actually did, like, a deep dive into, like, the reviews and all that stuff, um, it would be like, you probably remember that game. There was that game years ago where this reviewer came out, like, this is the worst game ever. It's terrible. And the developer looked at the logs. It was like, you played an hour and a half of the game.
0: Uh, and that, the person- Dude, how could you forget what that game is? That's global agenda.
1: Thank you. Yes, yeah, global. <laughs> I was like, it's there. But like they very clearly were like, no, you're full BS. And that's no, no. kind of how I feel about this game. It's like just came out like literally for a day. And it was already being like totally castricized. When about for a day, it's like, how much of a judgment can you really make? So here um, here's
0: here's here's part of the problem. One, um, it wasn't just the reviewers who were chatting on it. Uh, they were going off of, there was another game out there. It was some kind of aliens game, um, where the trailers and what was supposed to be in game, uh, content was absolute bullshit. Like it looked gorgeous. Had, you know, this, this like lighting effects and this kind of like, uh, uh, Oh my gosh. Um, Field of view type thing that just it sure. made it feel creepy, and then the actual release came out, and all the lights are on. There's no lighting effects. There's no. It's. It's not it, like Dead Space. No, no, I'm not talking about Dead Space. It, right. was, it was something. It was called like Alien Soldier or something. Anyways, so another case. This is another case where what was shown as in-game content on all the trailers and all the promises about it. The the reviewers were able to stream it, and the the individuals who are so pumped about it got to watch the reviewers, and the entire time they're going, "WTF? This where where's where's the multiplayer part? Where's where's this? You know, it's supposed to be more like La- uh, Last of Us." And then also, yeah. uh, there was then uh, people started to notice that it looked like there was uh, asset swapping that was going in, like a lot of the assets. Yes, they bought an asset asset pack, which was, you know, we, we already talked about that. But also it looked like they may have taken some other assets that were not in the pack and added to the game to make it look more like Last of Us and other zombie apocalyptic games. And so that's where it really got, um, you know, five years of promises. And it came out to the problem with SimCity was that the servers weren't working and they had shards, which, ladies and gentlemen, mean that uh, not everything was on one central server, and they were basically locking in every single gamer into a specific server. So if you try to log on to SimCity and your server was down for maintenance because they somehow underestimated the power of the, the name SimCity, uh, you would have to start with a brand new city. You have to start all over again. Now, if that server were to come up, the next time you unfortunately would have to manually change what server you're currently on, so you get back to your real city and not your fake city. That's you know why I that really got shut on. To
1: go after huh. is all the iOS games that do exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the bait like, switch. Oh, how many iOS advertisements have you seen where it's like, oh, that looks like an interesting game yes you and then you play it, it and you're like what the fuck is this like it's not even close it's like not even the same genre i'm like what happened no there's
0: there's a there's a game i can't remember off the top of my head and if i do i'm not gonna mention it but it's like a tower defense game and the way that it that it was shown to you was that you could play either like a camp more of like a campaign mode where you could you know kind of like level up your characters and stuff or you could play um uh multiplayer. But the actual game is strictly multiplayer and you're only allowed um a certain number of times to play multiplayer within a certain within a certain time frame. So literally you got early on you play once and then you got to wait like 10 hours. Uh I
1: feel Like a bunch of the um like RPG 5E5 games do that where yeah. it's like They make it look like an action RPG where you have agency and it's literally all auto attack and there's actually no action.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, the idle games where, or, or what they call tapper games. And then when you actually go into there, there is the only tapping you're doing is selecting who is going to battle in this. And then it literally, you just sit there for however many rounds it takes for your, you Know your okay. army to either where, get decimated where is or the
1: win mobs' anger over these. Oh, it towards useful. and then there's
0: also that I was playing a game the other day. Um, there is an unspoken of uh cap for number of rounds, so you could technically second? be winning, but as long as your enemy and like I guess it's the 20th round or the 12th round or whatever has one HP, you lost, and so yeah, so you have to re you know, you gotta level up some more and try again i'm like what the delete sounds annoying yes absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to pause for just a second to uh give thanks and give a shout out to all those amazing people who help alter confusion be the alter confusion that you love and adore so without further ado let's jump right into it the first one we got to talk about is the indie cluster The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to the AV master himself, and that, of course, is Doodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Now, if you're in the greater Atlanta area, this next one is just for you. If you're a gamer and you've got all those weird aches and pains that come along with long gaming sessions, ladies and gentlemen, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. The next one that we have to do is, of course, to shout out to our music maestro, and that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. CrossPad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The final shout out we got to give is to the original supporter. And that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not at meetings and many times during, he is the agile evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information and also to check out his book, go to agileaxiom.com. Now I know that everyone out there is screaming to know, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, that's quite simple. Ladies and gentlemen, all to confusion survives in the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, intermental beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, vampires, swamp things, werewolves, monsters, supporters, and more to become active participants of the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have a a two. Yes, also house pets, cats, dogs, horses, snakes, tarantulas, sentient cars. I don't know. That kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't trust Elon right now. Anyways, we currently have two different tiers. you got the $1 tier. that's $1 a month or $12 a year. And what that gets you is early access to our playthroughs as well as the ability to participate in patron-only posts. Um, now, if you're feeling a, a little bit frisky or if you are indeed wanting to become a friend of the show that gets announced every single Thursday night, that's the $5 level. It's $5 a month or 2 or $60 a year. Not only, of course, do you get everything at the $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization added to the Friends of the Show section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Altered Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, I know we're getting super-duper close, and this is going to happen next week. I'm not exactly sure, but ladies and gentlemen, Altered Confusion is... um, Proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what we do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their Chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra- life.org and search for altered confusion today. Xelius, as much as I would love to start December 24th at 6 PM, I will be at a family dinner and I'm pretty sure that that would be
1: frowned upon. That's what I'm saying. I think of, I know that your family also values the lives of kids. So what better way to give back than to give away from your family for you know, two holidays and spin it to rig gaming. I mean, right. sounds like the dream to me.
0: All right. Hold on one second. I'm about to sneeze.
1: You, you don't think that's a, you don't think that's what? a go?
0: I don't think that will quite flip, but ladies and gentlemen, I do want to say and thank all the individuals who have donated thus far. Uh, we did reach the, uh, the t-shirt goal. So I now have my extra life t-shirt that I'll be wearing. Uh, during do you have
1: twelve t-shirts one for
0: every year? I do do not because i have not i did not reach that that goal every single year. Uh, i don't think it was offered every single year.
1: I thought maybe like you embezzled money to make it happen. No, i did not. Um
0: anyways, uh so let's get back into the stories. The next one is that uh, i'm just going to say this real quick. Um Bobby Kotick is officially 100% out of Activision Blizzard. He wrote a farewell note. I i would not even I, the the letter is worth less than uh, the tissue I blow my nose in, so
1: yeah. Well, and thanks for all the millions. Yeah, I mean, whatever they whatever he did or didn't do, and all the cetera, he's richer than you and I could ever dream of. Oh, so there's that.
0: Yes, there is that. It hurts. It hurts really, really bad that. Rich people get to fall up, not down. Constantly.
1: Okay. Or they fall down on top of the person under them and they take the brunt of the fall. That too.
0: That that does happen as well, unfortunately. Excuse me. <clears throat> now. Um, let's talk about... And I I, I, see, I still can't figure this one out. I think this was a joke. I swear to God, it better be a joke. But there was an individual. There was a uh, a post that I saw last week that um, that made me really want to scream and put my head through a wall. And that revolved around. Let me see. I'm, I want to make sure that I get this right. And I, I like once again. I hope this is a joke. Um. But someone uh, went out and said that um, Nintendo is woke. Uh, Brie Larson uh, is set to play a female version of Samus in the Metroid movie. And if one, if the Metroid movie is a real thing, I would love to see it. Two, if this is a, if someone is dumb enough to, to actually think that Samus is not a female because she absolutely is. Then I hope that this person was immediately fired because this is this is worse than giving a review on a game that you only paid 16 minutes of.
1: Yeah, like as far as I know, this whole thing started because like years ago, Brie Larson wanted to be cast as Samson. Yep, and obviously it hasn't happened because there just isn't, as far as we know. It's at Samus,
0: least. by the way. It's not Samson.
1: Sorry. Samson like, is from the Bible. <laughs> That's not right. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Samus um, Bailey, right? Samus Aaron. Aaron?
0: Yeah.
1: Wait, I thought Samus Bailey was the cheat code for the original um, Metroid. Hold on. So, like, and the original Metroid on the Nintendo... So, back in the day, before we had save points basically Justin like Bailey
0: games. is the, the password.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But of.
0: it's, it's Samus is Aaron, a R a
1: N. I was thinking of the password. So those don't know back in the day, like you didn't really save games, but you had the keywords like that. It would tell you after you did sort of milestones mm-hmm. to type this in, to kind of get back to this save point in the game. And that was like basically the last save point in the game that you could access using the typed word. Um, and when you spawned, you saw you spawned as Samus without the full armor. So it's like almost like a little weird Easter egg thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's like where this all started. So I guess this is, sounds like some dumb anti woke tweet that's, I don't even know. Like, yeah. Uh, social media just confuses me. Yeah, my brain's too small to understand the intricacies of it and what's being real, what's not real. Are people like this, like intentionally posting this to piece people off?
0: Because he's doing a great job.
1: Did they know it's not real? I just can't.
0: So, all right, now on to something a little bit more up alley. Well, I mean, Metroid is not, it's not that Metroid's not up alley. But um, what is this? is something that apparently Blizzard is doing. What is your thoughts on Blizzard tweaking the drops of uh, an extra or uh, extremely rare item?
1: Uh, To be honest, I haven't played Diablo 4 in like a month.
0: (laughs) So apparently, what they're doing is they've changed the drop rate for some kind of rare item. What is your opinion of games that that draw basically they're, um, they, they doubled the drop rate of a Uber uniques and the echo of Dural boss fight, making it easier for players to obtain special gear.
1: So whatever on that, what does annoy me mm-hmm. is. Uh, so we've all played hard games over the years, like whether it's single player games or like, when you do, like, you know, when I was doing, like, Raiding and WoW, and you literally spent, like, months learning, like, the exact patterns of bosses, yep. that's how the old-school single-player went. Like, you had to learn the exact sequence of a boss, and guess what? You didn't have a save point. Like, you had to start from scratch just to get back to that boss. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Durial when, like, they have, like, they're, like, the elite boss version of Durial. And, like, Blizzard was very upfront about, like, this, where, like, there's going to be challenging fights in the games. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't literally press WASD or, like, w forward and just spam your same attack. And, like, when people complain, they're like, this is too tough. Like, Blizzard needs to make this easier. Like, I think it's a good thing, personally. Kind of relating to this, I guess. Regardless of the drop rate, that, like, in a game like this, that there is a boss that, like, 0.1% of people have beat. Like that is not a bad thing in online video game Mm -hmm. that there are like bosses where the solution is get good. Literally. That's it. Like there's no other trick. It's not get better gear. It's just get good. And guess what? It might literally require 20 hours of learning the patterns of that boss. That's fine, honestly. And like, and if they're going to have that to drop the Uber. So like in this case, if it's that hard where maybe you have to increase the drop rate, so like more than two people in the entire game have the gear, I'm cool with that. Um, but like having that h- ultra hard boss, I think that's actually a good thing. And it's actually like an actual reward in badge of honor that you beat that boss. Right. Because- okay, but
0: let's say you have an uh, uber hard boss and the drop rate for an uber exclusive item is really, really low. I'm fine with increasing that
1: drop rate. Okay. Yeah, that I have no problem. If anything, I think that if it's an uber hard boss, there should be like almost, especially for the first time, mm-hmm. like almost like a guaranteed uber item that drops. I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, is there a reasonable... Because, like, if it's that hard of a boss, just because you beat it once, you might not beat it again for another, like, two months. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right. Sometimes you beat it with like 0.01% health and you just got that last, you know, percentage-based crit to beat the boss before he died from a poison soak or something. Right. And so having like a good drop, guaranteed to drop or high drop rate, like that I'm totally cool with, honestly. Um, But not the, like increase the drop rate, don't, I guess, I guess you kind of have two choices really as a developer. Increase the drop rate or nerf the boss to basically yeah. get more items into the global pool, I'd much rather they increase the drop rate and don't nerf the boss. Have a hard boss. Do it. Right. Uh, and, and-, and I think someone never going to beat that boss. Like, I don't have the patience for it. Other people are. I passed the point in my life. But have that super, super duper hard boss that very few people are going to beat, I think, is actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I, I, I too, am okay with,
1: um, you know... I- I and have, don't think what I think also a non necessary boss. So I'm not saying like, you know, a boss in the campaign or even to get the, you know, 95 percentile item. I'm talking like a boss who's hundred percent, not necessary to see everything.
0: Right. No, no. And, and I, I think that, <clears throat> uh, as, as you've probably seen me stream quite a few times, there are certain bosses out there that give me nightmares to this day. Um, and there are some bosses out there that I've never been able to beat. And uh, if I were to ever beat them, I think that I would definitely be in the um, on the side of increasing the drop rate because uh, I I don't want that boss to. It would feel like that battle had been cheapened if they they uh, eased off the intensity of the boss. However, I really do would I really would like to have that badge of honor for saying that I beat him at least once.
1: Yeah. Um, And I I will say it is a little bit frustrating as a player. Yeah. Or if you beat one of those uber hard bosses and you get like nothing useful,
0: like got a potion of lesser health.
1: Thanks for playing
0: (laughs) you asshole.
1: Like that kind of disincentivizes the entire idea of spending all that time. So absolutely. There's, there should be something Uber as a result if the boss is also proportionately difficult, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: that, that's kind of my approach on that.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I know we're, we're, you know, we're now in the nine o'clock hour. So we're, we're, you know, starting to run out of a little bit of time, but I do have to make mention of this. And that is that one of the big, potentially big pieces uh, or next, pieces of where the MCU was gonna go, that of course is the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, uh, is now gone kaputskis. And that of course is uh, the actor Jonathan Majors who plays uh, the role of Kang, uh, the conqueror. Um, that the, Whatever was going to happen with that storyline is now being completely cut. Uh, and the reason behind that is that Jonathan Majors um, has been found guilty uh, of um, basically um, what was it? Wasn't it assault? Yeah, it was. It was assault of. I want to make sure that I get this exactly right here. Um, assaulting and otherwise terrorizing his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, uh, it- he. I mean, he was going to be the next big guy. I mean, he was. He was um, in the the uh, the latest Ant Man and uh, Wasp uh, movie. He was also a key component in the Loki TV series on Disney Plus, and so now um, they're going to pivot and find another ultra bad guy to be, you know, to take the place of Thanos, because, you know, the Thanos storyline is now over,
1: and the right, King exactly. story will I mean, no longer happen. I mean, they've recast people in the past. They did it with Don Cheadle.
0: Okay, so War Machine, Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, order. I'm not trying to be mean, but the, the, the Avengers was not going to be made or broken by the absence oh, yeah. of War Machine.
1: I totally agree with
0: that. Uh, whereas you put your main bad guy there and, and there's, there has been talk about maybe a recast. Uh, but from what I've heard, uh, Marvel would rather completely remove the, the King or, or just stop the King storyline and move on to another uh, bad guy. I
1: suppose in some way there will always be also then some kind of controversy related around that. Yeah. Um, it. uh the- I I'm making slightly light of the situation. It always kind of fascinates me. I don't know if fascinates the right word. Mm-hmm. But it, that, like, somebody like him, who did terrible things, basically was set up for stardom with his roles. Like, As a I Miller. mean... Well, actually, Aspromil <laughs> is a great example too. Yeah. But you have actors like this, like yeah, well, Aspromil, we're not, we haven't seen since then. Yep. Majors, we're not going to see now. I mean, these were actors who had big time roles, who were, I mean, they're probably already self financially levered at this point after yep. one or two roles. But like, they would have continuing roles to really have that money. Um, and now they're basically. I don't want to say screwed because they did it to themselves. Like, it's not being done to them. It's 100% their fault. They're blacklisted. Yeah, but as they should be, 100%. But, like, they had these opportunities for generational wealth, which you've now completely screwed up. And I'm sure a large part of it is, and again, this is not just fine their actions at all, is they've never probably been told no in their lives before. I mean, a lot of these big-time actors, and this is also athletes, are the same thing and actually business people, a lot <laughs> Bobby of people they <laughs> never been told no in their life. You know, actually that is a very interesting that you bring them up because if you think about it, someone like Bobby Kotick mm-hmm. for years, um, I know he has been found guilty, but he has these same allegations brought against him, And yet he's still, I it took literally Microsoft buying Activision for him to be ousted from his role. Yep. Um, Whereas like, but he's not, he's probably facing, but not in a way an actor is. Right. Uh, where they truly are the face of that TV show or movie. Well, you're
0: constantly in the spotlight. Whereas Bobby Kotick, I mean, he, yeah, he was constantly in the spotlight, but, you know, it was, it was basically, what was he going to say next? He wasn't, you know, paparazzi was not following Bobby Kotick around. <laughs> So it's like,
1: and I, I feel like, like a lot of people, that's a large part of what happens is um, they're just used to always getting their way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I can't always get to my way. And nor should I always get their way.
0: Yes. Agreed. So, yeah.
1: Um, but again, I have not really watched any of the, I, I, I don't even know who Roy Majors is because I don't watch any of the Marvel stuff since Endgame. Jonathan Majors. Roy
0: Majors is
1: something totally different. Yes. Um, Yeah. Um, The closest I've done is I started watching the Halo TV series.
0: Yes. I I have watched the first episode twice because my son wanted to watch uh, he's like, what? There's a Halo TV c- uh, series. Um, and I will state it again. After watching just the first episode, I'm not a fan of Chief removing his helmet. And I think that the girl that he met is the most blundering idiot I've ever seen in my life when it came to self-preservation. She had none. Like, she just somehow lucked out every single f and time.
1: So, this is actually something that really bothers me in a lot of So, other TV shows have done this, two mm-hmm. that come to mind, Faint Week Saga and Shadow Hunters, mm-hmm. which is based off of a book. You have this protagonist and a lot of it especially in the books is trying to be cast as the strong independent female And nothing with that at all, like, because other books do it really well with that type of prototype. But what they do is the same thing with Halo is they turn this character and they go from basically being the strong, independent person. Like, there's a difference between being independent and strong Mm -hmm. and just being whiny. And you have to do your own way, even though there's other people who are very experienced. and are like, no, this is a terrible idea. Why are you doing this? And they're like, no, I'm going to do it my way because I'm tired of people telling me to do it your way. No, the, they the, literally the the walk, that walk drives- into that exact crap that they're just telling them that they're going to walk into. It's like, oh, I don't know why that happened. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I just told you that. So a lot of shows have done that the last couple of years, and it really, really annoys me.
0: No, okay, So here's here's the thing. In the first episode, I'm not going to give like anything away about the show, but there is a, a female character who keeps running – towards the action she's trying to save her life her own life okay yet she keeps running towards areas where shit is happening like yeah you deserve to be shot okay there are people who are being accidentally shot who are trying their best to actually survive you're on this like weird ass like kamikaze mission where somehow all of a sudden all of the enemies have turned into stormtroopers and can't hit the broad side of an effing barn.
1: One show that actually did well was Extraction because, like, the young character basically didn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. it was literally just Chris um, Hemsworth just saving them. And that was cool because the young boy didn't have to actually, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, that movie was fine. It worked out. But a lot of them, when, like, you try to give a little bit too much agency to that independent young character. And I'm like, okay, now you're just annoying me.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Because they end up making terrible decisions. And it's not that like, I don't mind when I see what happens in a TV show, mm-hmm. but like when the per, like when the writers are trying to make you think like, it's a surprise that these bad things are going to happen. you're like, no, it's totally obvious because the character is a dumbass. Yeah. Like that really bothers me.
0: It, it, it would be like that's this is going to date me, but basically being absolutely floored every single time some kind of physical harm comes to a, one of the three stooges. <laughs> that's just like, you know, it's going to be slapstick humor. They're going to get hit by doors and open fist or open hands and fist and stomped on toes. And if you're surprised every single time that happens, I mean, that's what. That's how I feel like some of this writing is where it's like, surprise. You're like, uh, no, but anyways, um, I do want to, I know that we're about out of time, but I do want to recommend a book that I'm rereading right now. So I'm going to give it a shout out. And that of course is, uh, a classic that both I and Zelius fully support and, um, love. And that of course is the great book of Amber. Uh, uh, yeah. I am, I believe I'm into book four or book five now. Uh, I'm st- loving it and I'm starting to remember. It's kind of funny in the, the main character at the beginning of the great book of Amber has amnesia. Okay. Yep. And so he starts rem- slowly remembering things. I'm reading the great book of Amber and I'm starting to slowly remember things. So I kind of feel like the main character. Cause I'm going, Oh, that's right. That's, oh, that's cool. That's the
1: connection. Because remember, the story is is at the beginning, it's the mystery of why does he have amnesia? Like yeah. what happened?
0: Exactly. And
1: so like you're kind of following along, but you're gonna pick up quicker. Obviously, you read it again as far as who done it.
0: Yes. And, and but but at the same time, like certain puzzle pieces that are just on the outskirts that might have taken me longer the first time I read, I'm now going, Wait a minute, wait a minute, something is about to Oh, I feel it's, it, it it's, it's like my spider senses are tingling. That makes sense. So yeah. I, once again, I highly recommend, uh, the great book of Amber. Uh, I, I know that if you're reading it in an ebook format, you can't actually buy the entire thing in one fell swoop. You have to buy it, by the book, which it's okay. You could do wait, it.
1: Wait, you have the physical books. I do you? have the
0: physical book, but I'm scared to death to touch
1: said physical book. Um, cause I don't want to mm-hmm. ruin it. You want to ruin the book? You can't actually touch. I'm not. I'm well, not going to ruin isn't it. Like it? touching a Funko Pop.
0: Yeah, I, I want to keep it as pristine as possible. That and also I lent out a, a book to someone uh, that I really enjoyed, and somehow the way that they read the book, uh, it basically fell apart into pieces. Um, and I know that I would take very good care of my own books, but I'm scared to death that I, that some damage would come to said book. Therefore, that book shall stay on the shelf, and I'll just and it's worth purchasing the e-book copies of each of the individual books because it's that good of a series.
1: It is a pretty phenomenal book. Not can disagree at all. Uh,
0: and his other works uh, are really good as well. So. Lord of Light was phenomenal.
1: I've read Lord of the Right. It's a very interesting read.
0: What was the other big one that he had that I read? I know that's that's being uh, very
1: vague, but. That's the only one I remember is the Lord of Light. Uh, Zelazny.
0: Um, hold on. It's Roger Zelazny, Z-E-L-A-Z-N-Y, for those of you who are trying to figure out what his last name is and let's see here lord of the light no no where are you did i do lord demon i might have done lord demon
1: i do not know
0: uh that might have been that might have been it it might have been the lord demon uh which is uh lord of light was uh based off of the uh hindu mythology uh lord demon was co-authored and it was about Chinese mythology. Um, and I I kind of in, in a really cool way, um, uh, an author kind of did this as well. Uh, Another author did this as well, who's just like, which we absolutely, uh, adore is Neil Gaiman. He did, um, America gods and, Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, what was the other book? Uh, I want to call it Norse Gods, maybe? Anyways, just, just just Gaiman and Zelzny, okay? Just just buy all of their, their stuff. It's amazing. They're yeah, a classic. Anyways. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that we've reached the end of our show. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. for myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure getting to give you think our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts we'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout
1: and remember kids keep on gaming in the free world
0: amen to that brother